Constantly needing renewal, right? Life is rugged. We get tired, we get worn out, we age, all of that. And we need renewal, we need encouragement. And the word has a lot to say about that. Uh, there is 2 Corinthians 4, 15, 16, the Passion Translation. This is so good. You're going to love this. It says, Yes, all things work for your enrichment so that more of God's marvelous grace will spread to more and more people, resulting in even greater praise to God, bringing him even more glory. So no wonder we don't give up for even though our outer person gradually wears out, our inner being is renewed every single day day. So renewal is yours. Renewal is part of what belongs to you as a son of God, as a daughter of God. It's that refreshment. uh, It's that transformation, all of the things that we're really looking for. And it's, it's all connected to God's grace, which is given to you unearned, right? You don't earn his grace. Uh, That's part of his grace and it's available on a daily basis. This is not just something it's like, well, we, we just hang on and then something happens and we get renewed and we hang on and something happens. This can be a continual um, flow, right? You have the rivers of living water that are rushing inside. You've got Holy spirit inside you. That means there's life inside you to renew to rewater, to refresh, to restore, right? All of that is available to you and me. And that is amazing. And so that's the reason why we don't give up. That's the reason why we can be encouraged, even though our physical bodies, dang it, uh, they do wear down, they do age. Uh, You know, I do believe that our, I don't believe Honestly, I don't subscribe to the because we have eternal life that we won't face a physical death. I do think that's a thing. I do. I don't think we need to die decrepit and um, and and uh, just taxed with all sorts of uh, of issues. I think we can graduate to heaven when we've had a long life and been satisfied. However, you know, there's aging that happens. Dang it! Um, even though. Youth can be renewed as well. And that's a beautiful thing. So let's go to 2 Corinthians 4, 17. This is the Passion Translation. It says, we view our slight short-lived troubles in light of eternity. We see that our difficulties as a substance that produces for us the eternal, weighty glory far beyond all comparison. Now, you know, this is a hard verse. It's hard because, you know, when we're suffering and, you know, different people have different levels of suffering and, you know, life's not fair. It really is not. Um, and, um, and 
but no one escapes trouble. No one escapes suffering. Uh, that is part of the human condition. And that is why Christ enters our suffering, entered suffering for all humanity as a human being, as well as fully divine. Uh, and But compared to the eternal weight of glory, that is our destiny, right? This is our destiny. This is based on who God is. It's really not based on what we bring to the table other than the fact that we are God's children. And so compared to that, the our, the troubles that we have now are light compared to what God has for eternity. They're not only light, but they're temporal. You know, whatever you've gone through, and, I, and, and when you've gone through it, it feels like it'll never end, right? Um, and so, um, so it just feels like that's eternal, but no, it really is, uh, temporal. It's temporary because ultimately you're going to experience that eternal weight of glory. And, you know, God really is a God of justice. So where sin is abounded and has harmed you and there's been suffering and, you know, just stuff that something, some people store, I hear people's stories and it is like unfathomable what people go through and what other people do to people, right? It is unfathomable, but God is in, in that place that, wow, I, can, I can't get my mind around this, but God is deeper than all of that and bringing us out so that it, it produces for us an eternal weighty glory far beyond comparison, so that's a lot of promises. And in that, there's a renewal process. There's a restorative process. And so uh, we get renewal on the inside, which is really the key because really, you know, on the inside is what matters most. And things tend to go from the inside and work their way out. You know, we're working out our salvation. Our salvation is complete. There's no, nothing that needs to be saved in us, about us, that has not already been purchased and is that is not finished, but it's on the inside that we're working its way out. And so we, to work it out, we have to get into agreement with it. We have to realize that it's ours and we have to let Holy Spirit convince us and heal us that it's a real thing. So, uh, but there's also an outward renewal. Isn't that amazing? Let's go to Psalm 103, two through five. This is so beautiful. I'm reading this from the New King James. Yeah. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Okay, so why does the author of this, I assume it was David, but actually I would have to check because <laughs> I haven't checked, but I assume it's David. Um, and forget not all his benefits. Why would he say that? Because we tend to be forgetful. Because when we're suffering, right, and we're feeling the pain, and it seems like it's all around us, it's the biggest thing in the room, right? Um, we tend to forget all the benefits of being a son and daughter of God, which is why we need to be reminded remind us. Our weakness, the weakness of our frame, the weakness of our humanity is that we tend to be forgetful. God has come through so many times. And a lot of times we're so focused on the suffering we have for the minute, we forget all the times he's come through for us before, which makes it hard to believe 
for that he's going to come through for us in this particular circumstances at this particular moment, right? So we're admonished for getting out all his benefits. Okay, so what are they? Well, I'm so David is so glad you asked because he lists them out. Isn't this great? Who forgives all your iniquities? Iniquities is like the bent to sin, right? Not just your sins, but the bent, the tendency to sin, the broken will that wants to sin, okay? Who forgives all your iniquities? Who heals all your diseases? Do you realize that's part of what's available to you? He's the healer of all your diseases. Now, sin is a disease, but so is cancer, right? So is arthritis. So is pick a card, any card who heals all our diseases, right? Who redeems your life from destruction to redeem is to buy back. Okay. To buy you back uh, from destruction, who crowns you. Oh, isn't this beautiful? I love this so much, which is why I chose this particular translation who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, right? He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things. So your youth is renewed like the eagles, right? And later on, it talks about justice for the oppressed. So we have so many things. So this is the list of benefits that I read in in, in this particular thing. Forgiveness, not just of sin, but the bent to sin, the healing of all diseases, Redemption from destruction. So what is destroying you and your life? Being crowned with loving kindness and mercies. You know, it's one thing to be merciful and say, I forgive you for, you know, very real sin. We do awful things. We do as human beings and we're forgiven, but we're not just forgiven. It's not a begrudging forgiveness. It's a tender mercy. He's tender. He understands why we tend to go that way. He understands our histories. He understands our pain. He understands the fact that we operate in delusion, which is what causes us to rebel and turn away, right? Um, Satisfaction, youth renewal, and justice. Pretty cool. That's yours. And it's all the package. It's all, so all in this package, we get inner renewal. We get outer renewal. Now, it's not always the way we want it. So we have to be careful because when we when we have promises, sometimes, you know, we, we're kind of we're kind of constantly reminding God. Right now, he doesn't need to be reminded because he's not the one that's forgetful. OK, um, but the way he's going to do it, these things will ultimately be a thing. But how it's going to happen and what it's going to look like exactly and when it's going to happen, you know what? That is really God's business. And when we have an expectation that it's going to look a certain way and we haven't run that through God, unless God has told you, yes, I'm going to um, just, uh, you know, uh, dissolve that cancer and it's going to fall off. Okay. Well, if he hasn't told you that, that's not the that that's not where your expectation should be because the problem is if you put an expectation, yeah, the cancer's just going to fall off. We're going to say a prayer of the cancer is going to fall off, and that's what it is. Well, that may not be how that prayer is walked out for whatever reason. I don't know. Okay, but what happens with our hearts is if we get that expectation and God doesn't perform to our expectation uh, that it has to look like this way. 
we can start to get bitter and angry at God when he said, yes, I will heal you. But I never said it would look like that. I said, right. So whenever there's a promise of God, absolutely. But we need to say, so God, what should I expect? What should I look forward? What should I put attach my faith to? And it's not that God can't do that, but sometimes our faith is not there, right? For a can tumor to fall off. And so if we're trying to attach our faith somewhere where we're not at, that's not where God is. God can meet us. So he has to do it another way. God has 5 million ways to answer our prayers and to fulfill all these expectations. All right, let's keep going. Um, There is renewed strength. So we get inner renewal, we get outer renewal, we get renewed strength. Aren't you glad? Yes, we need it. Uh, And so there's a powerful connection between the grace of God bringing strength in the areas of loss and mourning. Wow, don't we need that? Because there's devastating things that happen. Uh, you know, and 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 you 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 hang with people in their grief, in their pain, and you look all around, and it's just bleak. It's just awful. And you know what? In order to heal, that needs to be recognized. Every bit of that needs to be recognized. I remember one time um, in an area of my own personal devastation, and it was like um, this was a vision, and and. Um, I was hanging out with God, with Jesus, and every place in my life, it just looked like a bomb had gone off. And what was left was mountains. It was all dark. And everywhere on the landscape of my life, it just looked like mountains of shards of grass, a glass, excuse me. So that there was no way, there was no way if you looked humanly at these mountains of these shards of glass, there was no way to put it together, no way to make it right. And it was, it just seemed endless. Like there was no end to the landscape of this mountain range of these shards of glass. And I saw Jesus and I was just in so much pain and it was dark and all this, but Jesus was there and I saw Jesus. And um, he was there and he was literally um, picking up just a little shard of glass, just one. And he was kissing it and he was putting it in his heart. And then he'd go to the next little shard of glass in this mountain range of glass and he'd pick it up and he'd kiss it and he'd put it in his heart. And I saw that in doing that, he was bleeding. His fingers were bleeding. His lips were bleeding. And I saw I tried to stop him. And no, no, he wouldn't let me do it. Because, and I realized what was happening is that in my pain, everything that was destroyed to the nth degree, every little nuance, every nuance that honestly, I wasn't even aware was a thing. He was aware and it was being recognized and it was being honored and loved and stored in his heart because God loses nothing. All the shards of your devastation are accounted for. They're loved and lovely and they're, they're not lost. 
it's stored in the heart of Jesus. And, you know, in the natural, it would take eternity to go through the mountain range of the shards of devastation. But what was important to, for me in the healing of my heart and the healing of your heart in those places is that every little nuance, every detail that you don't even, you're not even aware of is being recognized, honored, loved, and stored for safekeeping. Okay. That is the God that you serve. That is the God that loves you. And he's relentless in that. And in that he feels the pain of each shard that you're feeling. And that is huge. And that is, uh, that is necessary. So let me go on to the verse. This is Psalm 8, 84, 6 through 8. This is the Passion Translation. It says, even when their paths wind through the dark valley of tears, they dig deep to find a pleasant pool where others find only pain. He, meaning God, gives them a brook of blessing filled with the rain of an outpouring They grow stronger and stronger with every step forward. And the God of all gods will uh, will appear before them in Zion. So even when your paths wind through the dark valley of tears, the valley of death, the valley of devastation, the valley of desolation, the valley of destruction, the valley of despair, right? Pick a card, any card, right? Um, they can dig deep. You can dig deep. And in that valley, can you can find a pleasant pool where others only find pain. See, the truth is God is there. And in that place of pain and devastation, his wells, who he is, are deeper. And he can start to heal and restore and give them a brook of blessing filled with the rain of an outpouring. This is the outpouring of who he is, his response, okay? They grow stronger and stronger. So when you're flat on your back and you cannot do for yourself, right? When you're flat on your back and you cannot do for yourself, you can look up to the one who loved you and gave himself up for you. You can cry out for help. And there's something that happens. You know, I have no idea how I've gotten through the things that I've gotten through. And, and, and if you're honest, you can look back, most of you, and say, I have no idea how I survived this. Because God was there and he was bringing you through and where you want to give up and where you want to check out. He somehow can carry you through so that you can start to stand on one foot and then both feet and then lean all lean all your weight on him and walk forward, right? And it says, and they go stronger and stronger with every step forward. So maybe the step is a baby step. Awesome. God does so much with so little. Give him something. Give him something. If you're flat on your back, look up and say, help me, right? Uh, Make a baby step. Do the next thing you know to do, even though you have no idea how it's going to help. But if you know it's the right thing to do, 
Well, do it and trust God to meet you there. And he will strengthen you and strengthen you. He is the God of the resurrection and how he does it. I have no clue. (laughs) I just know he does it right. It's moving through pain and connecting to God releases the grace for us to gain strength from our pain, to walk out and see the blessing on the other side, right? On the other side. This is why it's so important if you're in that place of pain um, to be very careful with what you're looking at because if you focus too much on the destruction, it will overwhelm you. But if you say there's every bit of destruction and it needs to be mourned as I can handle it, because the truth is we can't handle it all at once. And we also see, but in that, there's also good. And I'm going to focus on the good. In the darkness, look around. There is light somewhere. There is light somewhere. Look around. You will find it because Christ is there. And focus on that. It will grow brighter and brighter. This is how God is. So renewal brings transformation. Let's go to Romans 12 too. For those of you who are familiar with this passage, this is not a shocker. Um, I'm going to read from a, from a different translation, the Young's Literal Translation, because there's another renewal that we get. We get so much. It's so awesome. And this is the renewal of our minds. Hallelujah. We are jacked up. We need so much help. So let's talk about this. Romans 12 too, and be not conformed to this age. Uh, other translations say this world, but it's 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 the word aeon, which is age, which is translated world. Okay, do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You need a renewed mind. Your mind is jacked up, and so is mine. Until I'm thinking just like Jesus, He's going to keep on uh, 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 wooing us to renew our minds convicting us to renew our minds, right? For uh, for your proving what is the will of God, the good and acceptable and perfect. You see, when you renew your mind and start thinking like, like Jesus thinks, the mind of Christ, the Bible says we have access to the mind of Christ. Now we have our own mind that wants to go its own way. It's dark, it's selfish, it's self-focused, it's self-protects. excuse me, it wants to rebel, it wants to be independent, all these different things that we learn in our brokenness. And bit by bit, God is saying, no, I want you to think like I think. Because that's where peace comes. That's where wholeness comes. That's where who you are, you were created to be before the foundation of the world is unveiled and manifests. And it says this proves the will of God, the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. See, God's good and acceptable and perfect will is his son and daughter conformed into the image of Christ, looking like Jesus, thinking like Jesus, having the fruit that Jesus has. Jesus doesn't struggle with depression. Jesus doesn't struggle with depression or oppression. Jesus doesn't struggle with poverty. Jesus doesn't struggle with sickness and disease. Jesus doesn't struggle with despair. Jesus doesn't struggle with fear. Jesus doesn't struggle with anxiety. Jesus doesn't struggle. He just doesn't struggle with anything. He is perfect love that casts out fear. He's patient and kind, right? He's victorious. He is, he is, he is masterful. 
right? He, all of those things, he's all the fruit of the spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I think I missed one. <laughs> uh, all of the fruit of the spirit, um, he manifests and that is just his default. And it doesn't change because that's who he is. So do not be conformed to this age or this world. Um, you know, what he was talking, what Paul was talking about is the law of Moses, the age under the law of Moses, where it's all about performance, where it's all about trying to earn your righteousness. No, this is not what we're doing. We're in a new age, the age where we're not under the law of Moses or the under the law of rules of you have to do this in order to be righteous. No, you've been made righteous as a free gift. And then out of that place, you act righteous. And so now you're no longer the law of Moses. You're under the law of love, the law of freedom, the law of Christ, the law of the spirit. I have a whole teaching on that about uh, which laws that we're under. We are under grace, the law of love and freedom. So um, let's talk about this word renewed because it's huge. This is this whole topic, right? It's the word, and I'm going to say it wrong in the Greek, uh, anakinosis, which means to uh, a renewal, renovation, complete change for the better. Okay, so do not be conformed to this world, this age, but be transformed by the renewal, by the renewal, renovation, complete change for the better of your mind, because the battle is in your mind. You know, I love Joyce Meyer. She says, where the mind goes, the man follows. Well, what does that mean? Well, wherever your mind is in agreement, that is where you're heading. That's why God tells us to take thoughts captive. No, that is not a God thought right there. I am arresting that thought. I am making it captive and I'm making it obedient to Christ. So Christ, Jesus, what are you saying? What is your mind? Oh, Okay, so the thought would be, um, a, a non-God thought would be, uh, yeah, you know, this, um, I don't know, this this sickness or this depression is going to take me out. Well, uh, Jesus, is that what you're saying? No. Okay, so that thought needs to be arrested. No, this sickness, this depression is not going to take me out. Jesus, what are you saying? Well, Jesus is saying, uh, maybe the scripture would be, I shall not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord, right? You don't have to know how it works, what that looks like exactly. Just know it's a thing and take the next baby step in front of you, right? So this renewal is a renovation of your mind. And the fruit of this renovation of your mind is your transformation. Going from the form where you're operating as an orphan, where you're operating in sinful ways, where you're operating in brokenness to wholeness, which another, the word for holiness, the root word for holiness is the same root word of wholeness. So you're operating in wholeness and holiness and the fruit of the spirit. And suddenly you're looking more and more like Jesus in your flavor. You're looking like love. So you're not operating out of fear. You're not operating out of torment. You're not operating out of um, out of self-protection. You're not operating out of selfishness that you're able to do the one commandment that God gives us, which is to love as he loves. Yeah. And you're reaping the fruit of 
love and joy and peace and kindness and goodness and gentleness and faithfulness and self-control. You're, you're operating according to that in wholeness, right? There is literal transfiguration of who you are from the figure of the old sinful self. That's not the true self. You don't have a sin nature. You have a righteousness nature that's already been taken care of with Christ on the cross because your old sinful man died in Christ on the cross. And what was resurrected was a new creature, who you are, who you originally created to, to be in righteousness and true holiness. Okay. So the thoughts and the strongholds, um, the, um, need to be torn down, right? With any renovation project, if it's a renovation, renovation is a big deal. That means you tear down a bunch of junk. You may need to go down to the rotten foundation and rip that puppy apart and start from the ground up, right? It's a renovation of your mind, but the fruit is transformation or transfiguration. So, so it may, so, so your, your thoughts may need, I, you know, I'm worthless. Well, that puppy needs to be torn down, right? I'm, I'm bad. I'm evil. No, that thought that needs to be stripped down. It needs to be gutted, right? Um, I'm, uh, or maybe I'm, I'm good in and of myself. Yeah, that pride, it needs to be gutted. All of these things are faulty foundations. These are thoughts or strongholds. Uh, a stronghold is a system of thoughts that have a stronghold on you, right? So it just means you, you tend to go around the mountain over and over. I can't get over this. I can't. So, well, yeah, you can, but it's hard. But God is taking you through and helping you. And a lot of times, if you're following the Lord, and this takes time, we hate this, but it does, it takes time. A lot of times when we feel we're going around the mountain, it's not that we're going around the mountain in and of itself, but we're going around the mountain upwards in a spiral upwards from glory to glory to glory. So it would be faster to go straight up. But we can't handle that, right? We have to take our baby steps the way we have them so we can sustain them. So if God is leading you and it's taking time, trust him that you're making progress. And the way you know you're making progress is give it time. And over time, look back and say, oh, yeah, I used to struggle with that condemnation all the time. I'm not struggling with that anymore. Oh, yeah, I used to feel like I was completely alone um, and nobody cared, but I don't struggle with that as much anymore. And you can start to see your progress. And so a lot of times seeing that progress, you have to look back over time and it takes time. But you know what? You've got no better offers. You're going to time is going to happen anyway. And so if you want something that's worthwhile, invest in with and cooperate with what God is doing in your mind. Um, so second Corinthians 10, uh, 10, five says that we take thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Right? So all of these speculations that we just think in our mind, and we kind of try to figure it out all by ourselves. Well, you're not going to figure it out in your own mind. These are called vain imaginations. That means we imagine things and they're just fluff and buff. There's no substance and truth to it. So ultimately, those sick thoughts, those messed up thoughts lead to our destruction, our sickness, our torment, but upgraded thoughts lead to our renewal 
and transformation. So the next area, there, there's more, isn't that amazing, is life renewal. So this is the last scripture I'm going to talk about. So this is uh, Colossians 3.10 in the Passion Translation, which says, I love this. This is past tense. For you have acquired new creation life, which is continually being renewed in the likeness of the one who created you, giving you the full revelation of God. So you have a new creation life in you that's working in you the moment you start to say yes to Jesus he works in you you know knowing God and knowing God and Jesus's son is what God calls eternal life that eternal life awakens you from 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 death from from sleep from being totally blind and dense and clueless and that new creation life starts to work in you and it's continually working in you to conform you into the likeness of Christ. That is God's agenda. He is all about saving all his kids and restoring them back into his family the way he created them without spot or blemish before the foundation of the world. So that life is within you. It's stirring within you. So, you know, when we were talking about um, this kind of a, a period of death, and it's like everything seems dead. Everything seems bleak. Uh, there's depression. There's despair. It all seems darkness. It all seems hopeless. All of that. And 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 you're like, you continue to make baby steps forward and God strengthens you. It's that new creation life that's bringing life to dead things. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. So what's being renewed here? new creation life. It's something you have already acquired, but your, your life is being renewed on a continual basis. And the result is you being conformed into the image of Christ, his likeness, the way he originally designed you and a full revelation of who God is. Right. And they're all intertwined. When I know God more and better, I, he turns back and shows me me the way I am, which helps me to be conformed or to be transformed or into his image um, from glory to glory to glory. And this is how he walks me out. And this is how he's walking you out from glory to glory to glory. So this is um, a complete renewal for you. Isn't that amazing? Now, you know, I, I titled this keys. What did I title this? Let me just remind myself keys to you renewed. Okay. So I'm going to list off some keys to help with this process. Cause this all sounds so great, but like, how do I get there from here? Right. I'm so glad you asked. Cause it's always annoying when it's like, ah, oh, all these promises. And I'm like, yeah, like, how do I get there from here? And so I'm not going to leave you hanging, but what I'm going to, I'm just going to list them off briefly. Cause we're running out of time. And then we're going to spend the next, however long it takes, uh, diving into each key. Okay. So the first key is that we can remind ourselves that all renewing and strengthening comes from one source, God himself. And he is happy when we do that and partake of him, partake of the knowledge of him. That's key number one. Key number two. 
we can remind ourselves that we are not separate from God in any way. This was by his choice and his work before creation and on the cross, not our work. This has already been established. You're one with him. We can remind ourselves that we are completely new, clean, without spot or blemish. We are utterly powerful and beautiful and accepted and chosen. And this helps us receive from God boldly. Why? Because we're not saying, well, I'm so unworthy. I don't deserve it. Well, that's a bunch of crap. Like, la, 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 just knock it off, right? That's not what God is saying. Key number four, we can look to an unseen capital truth in the spiritual realm that is meant to manifest in the seen realm around us right now. In other words, God's promises are in the spirit and they're meant to become tangible. You can touch, see, taste them. You can see them working in your life. It goes from the unseen realm to the seen realm. This is what working out your salvation with fear and trembling means. Number five, We can meditate or think over and over about positive things, full of possibility, things that we can build on. You can't build on what's not there, but you can build on what really is there and the possibility that things can get better. Key number six, we can keep looking at Jesus, looking toward Jesus and rest in his faith while standing for refreshing and renewal to be made tangible in the physical realm. So Jesus, I'm not feeling the uh, refreshing and the renewal, but I'm looking towards you and trusting you more and more and more that I'm going to be able to experience it. Key number seven, we get to receive Holy Spirit's help to convince us of what's ours in being renewed, strengthened, and upgraded to embrace it and not let it go. So in other words, you're looking towards God, Holy Spirit, to convince us that all this is ours. This is yours. You're not the exception. There's no child of God that is the exception. He's there for every single one of his kids. Key number eight. We can practice spending time communing with the lover of our souls, practicing his presence. There is always massive renewal in God's presence. Now, God is always present, but we're not always aware of it. Okay, so we need to practice. God, you're there, but I don't feel you. God, you're there, but I don't hear you. I don't see you. Okay, so that doesn't mean God's not there. It means that you're not aware of his presence. You're not seeing and hearing him. So Jesus, help me practice. Oh, you're there. Yeah, and the more you practice, the better you get at it. So we turn our affections from our problems. We tend to obsess over our problems and we turn our attention to him. And there it's like, oh, you're there in the midst of my problems. And you're helping me with my problems, but you're there and practicing his presence where God is. He's the counselor. He's the healer. He's the helper. He's the leader. He's the guider. He's the one that's life. That's resurrection life. That's leading us in all of this. And the last one, key number nine, we get to be led by the spirit with how to be practically refreshed, restored, rejuvenated, and renewed in the season we are in. So it's like, okay, God, how are you leading me? 
Well, maybe he's leading you to journal more. Maybe he's leading you to start to confess something, say something, start to say nice things about yourself, right? Start to say nice things about possibility, about your future. I don't know what he's leading you. Maybe he's leading you to give to someone else. Maybe he's leading you practically to get up earlier in the morning so you can spend a little time with him. I don't know what he's doing. There's practical things he will ask you to do, right? He's watching this teaching, watching another teaching, getting into your Bible. I don't know what he's leading you to do, but he's leading you to do something. Forgive. He's going to lead you to do a lot of that. Um, so we get to partake of all of this. And these are keys to help you get refreshed and renewed. Anyway, I hope this has been a blessing. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Perspectives with Catherine Toon. For additional information and resources, please visit catherinetoon.com.